0: When the clock has started. Welcome to 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. And last week's episode pretty much proved that. Anyway, I'm your announcer, Graham, but I'm pretty much here just for the snacks. That being said, here's Doug. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Welcome to 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. My name is Doug Prazak, and thank you, as always, for tuning in, downloading, and listening to me. You know, you don't have to, but I really do appreciate it. There's there's other big names out there you can listen to. I think everybody in the world's got a podcast, but nobody has one that's almost 20 minutes and it sounds like me. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's do our usuals, huh? We're going to start with our hellos to the world, and here are some places who downloaded last week's show. Hello to Zell im Wesenthal in Baden-Württemberg, Germany. <laughs> I hope I got that pronunciation right. Uh, bonjour to Paris and greetings to St. Louis, Missouri. So that's who uh, who tuned in last episode. Next week, we'll have more, I hope. Oh, and you know, it's been a while since I've given you a state update. Remember, I'm trying to get to 50. So are you ready for this? The number of states that have downloaded this podcast is... 48. North Dakota finally got on board. So the two I'm missing are Montana, which uh, I'm just never going to get them. And now my current target, my goal, the one I spend every waking hour wishing they'd listen, Rhode Island. I know sooner or later, I'm going to have them on board and I'll have all 50. I have no idea why I have to have all 50. I guess it's just a completion issue. Um, So bear with me, but I will work to get all 50. <laughs> but here's something you you didn't know. Outside of the United States, this podcast, the one you're listening to, has been downloaded in 499 different cities in the rest of the world. Oh. So my sincere greetings and thanks to all of the international listeners. I love you guys. And lastly, you know, I'd love to hear from you. All right. It's really easy. I never hear from anybody except, well, of course, Damien in Chile. Just You could just tell me your show sucks or I think it's really funny or think of something else or why don't you cut it down to 15 minutes. <laughs> it's really easy to, to uh, reach out to me. Uh, get a pencil. Uh, I'll wait. Okay, are you back? All right. Just write this down. Email me at Doug, D-O-U-G, at, you know, that little A with the circle thing, 20 Minutes Podcast.com. Now that's the number two zero, the word minutes with an S podcast.com. 20 Minutes Podcast.com. Anything. Just let me let me know let me know somebody's out there. That's that's all I'm asking, okay? I I don't I'm not positive I trust my hosting service. They may just be pulling the wool over my eyes here saying, Yeah, you've got all these cities, and I really don't. So let me know, all right? I appreciate that. All right, enough with that. Now, how did this episode fill my head this week? Because I know you love to know. <laughs> episode 84 came about based on my drive to Las Vegas a few weeks ago. The route basically travels across the high desert in California until it enters Nevada. Now, if you've ever traveled Highway 58 heading to Las Vegas, you've passed a highway sign. It's an exit sign for a place called Zyzex. Now, we're going to talk about Zyzex in a bit, but that little place has, without a doubt, one of the weirdest names. And that got me to wondering, each state must certainly have their own version of Zyzex in their town listings. So you know what I had to do. That's right, research. Basically, so you didn't have to spend the time looking up these towns with weird names. So I have found weird towns in all 50 states, but I've narrowed it down because this is only a 20-minute show, right? But now let me be up front. Uh if I laugh at your town name and let's be honest you know I'm going to don't take it personally I'm not chuckling about you or the citizenry of your fair burbs remember my state has Zizek, so I got no room to talk here but I I may chuckle just a bit at some of these names and perhaps you will too <laughs> Okay I'm going to go over my list of states here alphabetically so if I skip over your state You can uh, breathe a sigh of relief that uh, I didn't attack you. (laughs) It's not attacking. It's lovingly jest. Okay. All right. First up is Scratch Ankle, Alabama. (laughs) I didn't get through the first one. Scratch Ankle, Alabama. Scratch Ankle got its name from the fact that locals who were often seen by railroad workers scratching their ankles due to excessive mosquito bites. Doesn't get much more original than that, does it? (laughs) All right. Next up, the aforementioned Zyzex, California. Now, here's a story on this one, right? A a quack doctor, and that's not my nomenclature for him. This was the medical association called him this. this. This doctor named Curtis H. Springer and his wife claimed the land for Zyzex, by filling out a mining claim for 12,800 acres of public space in 1944. They then enticed tourists and those seeking better health to their, quote, Zizek's Mineral Springs and Health Resort. Uh, It later became a health nudist (laughs) nudist colony. The name was chosen so that it would literally be the last in any directory because it spelled Z-Z-Y-Z-X. Z-Z-Y-Z-X, and it's pronounced Zyzex. However, after running the business for 30 years, the federal government finally realized that Springer did not have a legitimate claim to the land and evicted him in 1974. He was also sent to jail for a short period of time for bogus health claims. I wonder why. Zyzex is actually still there, but it's currently the site of the Desert Study Center, part of the uh, University of California system. So that's Zyzex, California. Next up is Climax, Georgia. Calm down. It was founded in the 1880s. The tiny town of Climax, Georgia got its name from its location. It sits at the highest point on the railroad between Savannah and the Chattahoochee River. Climax, Georgia. Next up, you probably saw it on the Instagram thing. It's Slick Poo. (laughs) Come on, Doug. You're not 10 years old. Slick Poo, Idaho. Slick Poo, Idaho is a parcel of real estate that barely qualifies as a town, but it was once a bustling village. It was originally the site of a Catholic mission, and it was said to have been gifted to the missionaries by the landowner, Josiah Slick Poo. (laughs) Poor Josiah. Again, now if you live in any of these towns, I applaud you. But come on, you have to admit it. Your, your town names are kind of funny. All right, the next town on my list here is Bug Tussle, Kentucky. Now, <laughs> the name of this little place on the Kentucky-Tennessee border is an homage to the local bug population. The town's oldest residents say that when workers helped out during the harvest... They would sleep in barns on hay that was infested with doodle bugs. <laughs> I swear to God, I did not believe doodle bugs were real, but apparently they are. Legend has it that the workers claimed that the bugs grew big enough to tussle for the prime napping spots. I remember bug tussle from watching Beverly Hillbillies in nineteen sixty seven. Don't judge. All right, the next name on my list, we're jumping to uh Maine. Burnt Porcupine Maine. <laughs> Uh this place is located uh near Bar Harbor and the uh, Acadia National Park. There's no mention how the town got its name but you know, well, burnt porcupine. <laughs> you can you can connect the dots. All right, the uh, next state is Montana. That's right. They don't listen so I'm not even going to talk about you. Forget it, Montana. All right, uh keep it together, okay? The next town is PP PP Ohio. P E E Yeah, just like it sounds. P.P. Ohio. It's one of the few townships around Lake White. This was named after the P.P. Creek. (laughs) And that took its name from a settler. So it seems that Peter Patrick unwittingly established the township and the creek's name when in 1785, he carved his initials P.P. on a tree by the creek. And now the town goes by (laughs) P.P. Uh, Time for another risque one. Intercourse, Pennsylvania. (laughs) That's right. Several theories range uh, from it being named due to a crossing intersections or as a symbolism of social interaction and faith. (laughs) Either way, this town features some of the most stolen signs in the country due to its unique name. The uh, next state on my list uh, would be Rhode Island. Yeah, you're getting the Montana treatment. (laughs) (laughs) Difficult, Tennessee. Now, the most prevalent theory on how difficult got its name is this. When town residents applied for a post office with a different name, the Postal Service responded, quote, your name is difficult, referring to either the pronunciation, the spelling, or the handwriting on the application. Residents took the letter as an order and accepted the name as difficult, your name is difficult. The mind reels on this uh, next one. Hump Tulips, Washington. <laughs> I can't. Why can't I not get through these things? Hump Tulips, Washington. Uh, it's known for its unusual name, which comes from a local Native American word meaning hard to pull. <laughs> that unto that itself. Oh, God. The phrase is a reference to a nearby Hump Tulips River which Native Americans used to canoe by propelling themselves along with poles. Hump tulips means hard to pole. <laughs> and lastly, but not for the show, don't, don't get excited here. Ten Sleep, Wyoming. Turns out there was an old Sioux camp on the Platte River near Casper and another one in Bridger, Montana on Clark's Fork River. Halfway between these two camps is 10 sleep. The indigenous people came up with this name because it took 10 sleeps to get to each of these camps from this in-between point. Okay, this would be the spot where I would take a break, but you know what? I'm not going to. Okay, you international listeners, you are not immune from my jesting. (laughs) I'm sure your towns are just lovely, but... Just like United States, y'all have some really uh, weird-sounding names, okay? So let's get to the international uh, unusual city names. Now, granted, some things may be lost in uh, translation or pronunciation, because God knows I can't pronounce some of these things. But uh, when you write them out, they're just kind of odd and, frankly, funny. The first one up, for example, (laughs) is Rotten Egg, Austria. (laughs) I suppose it could be Rotten Egg, but it's spelled Rotten Egg Austria. Now, it's famed for the quality of its fresh air and 360-degree views of the mountainous terrain, and there's nothing rotten about this refreshing Austrian destination. So there, see? It's a beautiful place. It's just called Rotten Egg Austria. Next up is Nasty in Hertfordshire in the UK. Nasty uh, is described as a chocolate box village in leafy Hertfordshire, with a rolling hills, bountiful wildlife, and thatched cottages. Nearby is a raspberry farm where visitors can pick their own punnet of raspberries. Nasty raspberries. (laughs) Staying in uh, England, next up is Ugly. (laughs) Ugly in Bishop's Stortford in the UK. It's only a short distance away from the town of Nasty. It's a charming village in the civil parish of Uddlesford, Essex where various churches and traditional architecture await visitors. See, it's beautiful, but it's just ugly. (laughs) You know, as if nasty and ugly weren't enough for you, how about Dull Scotland? (laughs) At least the Scots have a sense of humor about being called dull. The village is actually paired with boring Oregon. I guess that means it's their sister city. Located in the Scottish Highlands, this town couldn't possibly be as lame as its name. (laughs) Travel literature. (laughs) Next, we're going to go to Austria and nameless Austria. (laughs) That's a village there that has no name because uh, nameless literally means nameless. (laughs) Next, we're going to go to Italy with Bastardo. That sounds great, doesn't it? Bastardo. Uh, Here's one where the meaning is actually similar in English as the Italian town means illegitimate. The town is located in Umbria and got its name from Osteria, Del Bastardo, or the Bastard's Inn in the 17th century. I am not going to be able to pronounce this properly, but I will do my best. It's Geberte, Geberte, G E B E R G T E, Geberte in the Netherlands. Now, the meaning of Geberte is mountain range, which sounds completely reasonable unless you realize that the tallest spot in the Netherlands is a 1,000-foot hill called Valserberg. All right, how about this one? Middelfart, Denmark. Clearly, we've reached a totally immature section of this show. Middelfart gets its name from the old Danish, and it means middle way. Middelfart was the hub for whale hunters from the Middle Ages until the end of the 19th century. How many times can I say middle fart in one podcast? And hey, in Australia, you're not immune either. There is a place in Tasmania called Nowhere. (laughs) This small community of farms in Tasmania uh, is gathered along Nowhere Else Road. The name comes from the original road that ended up in the farmer's paddock and presumably went Nowhere Else. Today, however, you can continue six kilometers down Nowhere Else Road and you'll arrived at Promised Land. <laughs> now, I actually have been to this next one. I've been here. And <laughs> I didn't believe it when uh, my friend said, this is where we're going to go. It's Wooloomooloo. Wooloomooloo. W-O-O-L-L-O-O-M-O-O-L-O-O. Now, yeah, you know, it kind of sounds like someone had a whole bunch of spare O's and wanted to have some fun at the expense of American tourists because that's how I felt. But no, in fact, its name for John Parmoner's homestead, Woolamaloo House, was built in 1801 in New South Wales. Palmer may have cobbled the name from different aboriginal words, though it could be derived from uh, wallabala Wallabalmala, <laughs> which means young black kangaroo. Now, please do not confuse Woolumaloo with Kulunuka or Moon Yoonuka or Oon or Una Whoop Whoop. <laughs> also in Australia. And lastly, uh, this is my favorite of all Bubble Bubble. <laughs> Bubble Bubble. You know, if New York can have a uh, name itself twice, why can't Bubble Bubble? It's in the Northern Territory. And it's actually an outstation on the banks of the creek in keep river national park it's named for water that bubbles (laughs) again i apologize to all the citizenry of the united states and europe and australia um but there are just some weird sounding towns out there especially zizeks that will do it for this episode but what have we learned well We learned that if you sit around scratching your ankles from mosquito bites, they'll probably name a town after you. (laughs) We learned that maybe, just maybe, Montana and Rhode Island learned their lesson. And we learned that if your town's name is something like pee-pee or middle fart or slick poo, I'm probably, no, I will laugh at that. No offense, but I did name your towns, okay? That will do it for episode 84. Thank you very much for tuning and listening. I appreciate it as always. And I will talk to you next time on 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to email me. Bye. Well, that's just great. He ended early. Now I have to vamp. Why do we tell actors to break a leg? It's because every play has a cast. No? How about this? I threw a boomerang a few years ago. I now live in constant fear. Hi, it's me again, Doug. I want to take up a couple more seconds of your time just to remind you. If you want to stay informed of when uh, the next podcast is posted, all you need to do is sign up at uh, on that Instagram machine. It's at uh, two zero M Y N G B twenty m-y-n-g-b and that means 20 minutes you'll never get back uh if you sign up there you'll uh, always see when the next podcast is uploaded and if you want to leave some comments by all means please do go to the uh, website at 20minutespodcast.com so it's 20minutespodcast.com and uh you can uh, leave your comments there it also tells you how you can be an announcer for the show so Take, take a look at those two things if you'd like and stay informed. And I'll, as always, thank you very much for listening to 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Bye-bye.